who's become a savior to you and purge your sins and relate you to God. You've got that far. So you've begun the inner life. That's why at the beginning of this chapter he says, I write you unto holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling. I'm presenting to you the, uh, the high priest and apostle and lead the uh, um, uh, initiator of our profession. Our profession is the inward one. Norman, mm-hmm. in verse 6, whose house are we if we hold fast yes. the confidence and yes. the rejoicing of the hope yes. firm to the end? Yes. What is that conditional if? It's actually a little more if in chapter, chapter uh, 6. We'll touch a little bit there. Um, uh, it's a warning of what isn't but might be. Not a warning of what uh, of, uh, 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 it isn't because you are, you have the confidence. But there's a warning, keep it. Not get the confidence. It's different. Um, uh, hold fast what you've got. Well, there's a warning, hold it then. Uh, but uh, don't centre on the on the uh, if you lose it. Centre on the fact you have it. We we were always so negative. We turned everything to negative. Didn't oh you might lose it. You thank God you got it. Just keep on what you got. It's our negative self always puts the negative in. Shall I get lost or something? Uh, I'm uh, uh, more familiar with being lost than being saved, I suppose. Because I ain't very far on yet. That's right. Yes, if. Yes. Well, I'm, I'll touch that again in the sixth chapter in its further implications. Um, but I, so I don't want to get into that one. I'm getting a, a fact of a house relationship. But now he says it's still a house relationship which are separated people. Now you still haven't got there um, because even, even the son of his own house, son and son, separated people. And so there's still, here am I, here's he. There's still this gap which came in through the fall, the, the illusion of separation. Um, so he says, uh, in the, uh, this took the form, and it takes form of a further phase of suffering, um, uh, which um, uh, in, the, in, the, in the, 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 the type presentation, the symbol, symbolic presentation of the children of Israel, with the tabernacle and uh, so on, it was, they hadn't got the promised land yet, they were in the wilderness. Uh, they were come through Moses, through the cloud and the sea, they come into, a, into what's symbolic to us of a, of a, of a uh, saved relationship with Jesus Christ. Um, they were his people. Uh, but they, were, they hadn't got what he said they were to have, a promised land. A rest and the milk and honey and the possession, they hadn't got that. And they were disgruntled, wandering in this tough wilderness. Um, with no food, no water, the enemies would attack them as snakes and, uh, and uh, um, uh, all those things. Uh, so they hadn't come into something which had, be- which had become a possession to them, uh, which, in which they lived. You live in the promised land. It's a symbol of being, uh, your being there. It's your, your, your part of it. You're in it. You're, you're, it's, 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 uh, it's your place now. Um, so... Uh, um, uh, they, uh, they were still going through children of in symbol we do it in reality too the, uh, still the um, uh, the, uh, the illusory uh, the illusory con- consciousness of being a separate person from God I'm a saved person but a separate person it's illusion 
But it doesn't appear illusion. And we all go through that. That's our sufferings. We have him, but well, he loses. I lose him so often. I lose his fellowship. I get dry. I'm weak. I fail. I sin. I have the power. There's something missing. I can't say I'm settled into something which is holy me. That, like they said, I, I, I can't settle into wilderness. We only be there. There's something missing. Um, and um, uh, uh, they. Uh, 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 express their, their uh, disturbed feelings uh, by their murmurings. Uh, they were more conscious of their disturbed selves than they were God's people. Yeah, they're, they're conscious on their, they're on their selves. They were saved people. They're, the children of Israel were saved people. They didn't die and go to hell. They'd come through the blood of the Passover. And there was, uh, the, uh, through the Red Sea and unto the Mount of Syria, they were God's people, they were redeemed people, they were equivalent in our days, what we call redeemed people. But they were um, halfway people, like we appear to be, because they, they, because they, were, they, they hadn't yet got this, this uh, uh, matter settled of uh, what a self really is, and how it functions a real self which is the Son of God, a deified self. And got that. And uh, because they had, they had yet, um, uh, they, they, they could only learn that through a painful process. You will learn nothing except through painful processes. You've got to suffer. Now they're out of the sufferings and sins, which, which were symbolized by being under under Pharaoh and making bricks and slavery. They were out of that. But they weren't out of these other inner sufferings yet. All sufferings in there, which was their fears and dissatisfaction of the needs of, the, of themselves in this, in this, in this ruthless condition uh, and God apparently far off so they'd murmur um, if you murmur enough and don't learn uh, what is the way for us where you end there I don't end lost but it's apparently people can end in life never having found the, the released life they're redeemed people. I imagine there are many of them. Uh, God's got to get us all there at the end. So he has to get, to, to get us to get them there up there. That's all down here. So, but he has to get us there. Um, but we pay the price of what we are, because we always have what we are. Now, um, uh, well, the difference in that be that just that I enjoy the trip and he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who uh, who does who enjoys? The, the person who doesn't live in this uh, doesn't enjoy, life, he, I mean, he doesn't enjoy the trip. He doesn't enjoy yeah, the trip. That's it. That's it. Uh, when we're in the promised land, we enjoy it. We will never enjoy wilderness. It's simple. Because the wilderness is, is a, 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 a type to us. Of, uh, it's uh, it's un, un, impossible to enjoy life. When I uh, haven't got my satisfaction met. Uh, so it never can be enjoyed in wilderness. But, but that's only a symbol of what we don't say in the wilderness. Of course, we pass into the satisfied life, the, the promised land life. Um, but it's, it's, um, uh, its form takes dissatisfaction uh, uh, of myself. I haven't got what I, what I ought to have. Um, I can't conquer my sins. I, ha I haven't got the peace. I haven't got the harmony. I haven't got the way to handle the situations. Uh, so I'm, I'm a self uh, self-dissatisfied, self-conscious, apparently separation. Separation is the problem. It's an illusion. Uh, 
Because the moment I'm in Christ, I'm unified. I don't know that. That's too far at present. That's the second stage. This is the first stage. That's the Joshua stage. This is the Moses stage. Um, and uh, so I'm, 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 my Christian life is a real Christian life, but it centers around my dissatisfied self. Maybe murmur yourself. Now apparently you can remain there and physically die. That doesn't mean go to hell. It means you, your life, your human life may end there. Apparently it did with many of the children of Israel. They were God's people. But they, as far as uh, entering into the, sim- the, 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 the uh, symbol of moving to Pompeii, they didn't do it. Why? Uh, only one reason. Uh, because they didn't believe. That's all I said. Which is the only thing you ever have to do. That's why the only sin is not to believe, the only right thing is to believe. That's all there is in life. There's no other activity in life, basic activity, except to which way you're believing. Believing is my inner self in action. That's why this chapter says, um, he was greed with them, uh, swore they wouldn't enter in. Uh, that doesn't mean God's a kind of slang person who bangs you on the head. He merely says, you, you'll have what you are, that's all, I'm sorry. The grief wasn't for God, it's for us. God doesn't grieve for himself, he does all nice already. He grieves for us. His grief was, oh, those silly people, I wish I could, they could understand. I wish they could be like Moses and, in, in, and uh, enjoy me in my provision of manner and my provision of this, and, and uh, as I move them in, enjoy, me, enjoy seeing me move, in, move into land. All those silly people. <coughs> Finally, he said, I have to let you know, your ignition, which you just don't get it. And therefore, uh, uh, um, God uh, swearing his wrath. You see, we've got such these negative ideas of God as if um, God is uh, um, this angry person <coughs> waiting around the corner to beat us up. Uh, there's no anger in God at all. The only anger in God is his, his annoyance that we're such fools. <laughs> his anger is for us. His wrath isn't that he's wrath for us. He's only saying, I better tell you that this does produce that. That's all. And you've got to know that if you will keep, and you can't somehow see this way of uh, what we talk about faith, believing, um, uh, you, you, you get uh, the consequences of your dissatisfied and uh, um, disgruntled and murmuring, uh, suffering life. That's all. That's what the wrath of God is. It's in you, not in him. And the grief is only in him. It really, only there it gr- he grieves. Jesus grieved on earth. He grieved because he couldn't believe. The reason Jesus wept wasn't over Lazarus, because he'd already got faith for Lazarus' got resurrection. He didn't weep because Lazarus was lying died four days in, in, in the grave. He wept over Mary. See, Martha was a wonderful person. One of the wonderful persons. But she was practical activist. She, she had an inner life too. So he could perhaps understand that Mary, Martha couldn't, couldn't quite get it, that the dead could rise. Well, who could get it? Would you? I wouldn't have done. <laughs> Anyhow. But he thought Mary would. And when Martha said, Oh, Mary waits you. Oh, Mary will understand. And when he came, Mary said the very same thing as Arthur said. That hit him. Mary said, If you'd only come, you wouldn't have died. Oh, he said. He wept. I thought you'd know. He didn't weep for Lazarus. He wept because he was sorry that even Mary, though they'd moved in, mind you, but they were wonderful. Don't blame her, don't. We shouldn't have got within a hundred miles off. But uh, that's so, you see, it's always for us. Um, Now, I'm I'm tempted to say this. I think it is. 
uh, in a sense they couldn't. You had to come to the limit of your uh, um, disillusionment before you're ready for the truth. And I would rather say that that generation couldn't. It doesn't look like it if you say God was angry with them. You know, say God was never angry with them. They're precious people. You remember what God says, don't forget this, because um, this is a great one when we, when we tend to um, uh, condemn other believers for, for not being there or condemn ourselves for not being what we ought to be. But uh, when the uh, testing moment came, that um, the challenge is made that God should uh, declare by the voice of a prophet what he really thought about his people. Look, look what he said. That's through Balaam. Uh, to declare before these heathen people uh, who were waiting to jump on uh, Israel. Uh, and Balaam was the uh, prophet. And he had to declare God's word. He had to declare God's word. What was God's word? In front of Balak and all those kings, these Midianites, these people who wanted to tear up Israel. Um, and the, in the uh, uh, 23rd of Numbers, Balaam said this, Behold, I have received the commandment to bless, and he hath blessed us. That's all he is in God, only blessing. And he, I can't reverse it. He hath not beheld iniquity in Jacob, now to have he seen perverseness in Israel. And we judgmental people see plenty in them, and plenty in ourselves, and plenty in our, in our neighbors. See? He didn't see that. These are his people. They wibbled the bomb, he, he wasn't going to let the heathen know that one. Oh, they're my precious people. They're part of my eternal purpose. They're, I'm not going to let you know that I have a few internal problems with you every now and then. It's my private matter. Isn't that wonderful? He had not beheld. God doesn't behold these things in us. He beheld us coming through his sons. What verse is that now? Numbers 23, 21. The Lord his God is with him. The shadow of a king is among them. That's a great statement. Now, um, so get that. It, was, it wasn't that these were lost people. Privately, and in, on a family basis, there were some troubles going on between them and God. <laughs> they, uh, they, uh, but I would maintain they couldn't do it. You have to suffer and fail for your condition. A few did, but Joshua had to suffer through it. I spoke about how Joshua went through when I talked to, on the table about Moses. Aaron did. Aaron had to be humiliated. Aaron was a man of God. He had to be humiliated to, to be the angels of bringing up the, the, the golden calves. That's the way he learned. Being a precious man, having been with Moses, he learned quicker. And he came through. But you have to go through by some sufferings and humiliations to condition you um, to uh, somewhere along the line to find uh, the answer is nothing to do with you. Uh, the answer is God. Uh, he's the sufficiency. Now Moses knew that, of course, and the others did. Uh, uh, so it says, you see, where they failed was faith. Uh, take it in the same chapter, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief. Heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. Now there's the danger. You see, doubt is not sin. Unbelief is sin. Please, evil heart, why? Doubt is a, a, a natural reaction. You're not healthy if you don't doubt. If you're a good believer, you're a good doubter. You've got, oh, you couldn't be, couldn't be. Um, uh, unbelief, unbelief, I don't, I don't believe that. I'm not going to believe that. Not, I question it. In my, I, I, I don't believe that. Unbelief is a purpose of the heart. So unbelief is sin. Doubt is a, a necessary condition. That's why God could take uh, Abraham's laugh when he laughed at the, that he was to have a son a hundred years old. He couldn't take Sarah's laugh. And that's how Sarah learned. 
Because Abraham's love was an honest love. Now, who, who on earth could take that? Hundred years old and Sarah, ninety years old, we're going to have a child. <laughs> he laughed. But he believed God. You say God, it's rather, it's rather absurd. <laughs> God enjoys a bit of that. Uh, that sparks you in the faith. Sarah didn't know this yet. This is how she learned. She was in the wilderness condition. But she only had herself and her own attitudes. And she hid behind that tent door. And when that, the visitor, God, said to Abraham, in the, time, in the right time of, time of year, Sarah have a son. <laughs> she said, don't touch us to me. She denied it. The proof is, when he said you did love, she said she didn't. You see, she, she was uh, uh, building up a false self, a self-righteous self. Uh, so she denied you she laughed because she, meant to, she did laugh and meant to laugh and, and, and didn't believe. That's how God disposed her. She came through. Because by faith she conceived. So it wasn't only by birth. Her conception was by faith. So Mary had suicide. Sarah had faith by the time she conceived. Pretty quick. After that one. Um, so, but there's a difference there. Uh, but the evil heart of unbelief, and this must have been it. There certainly were those, but how many there were in the children of Israel who didn't intend to believe. There was a mixed multitude in the wilderness. Now, that's different. Uh, uh, what does belief mean? Uh, that when I uh, am sufficiently Sufficient, sufficiently disillusioned with myself. Not as an unsafe person now, with uh, my own, somewhere, something with myself, disillusioned myself. Somehow, um, have a, a, a transference of my believing to uh, what is already given me in God. Uh, you see, with all my believing, when I'm me, I'm believing in myself. I'm believing in evil. You're always believing. But uh, suffering and murmuring is I'm believing something bad. Uh, my trouble isn't the bad, it's something I'm believing it. And so I'm geared, oh, look at this, there's no manna, there's no water, there's snakes and these things. Look at this, look at this. I'm believing that. Or if you suffer like that, if you get set, set in it with an evil heart, you're in trouble. Now, uh, this is this, this lesson we learn always it's through between appearance and reality. Appearance is snakes. And, and, and uh, no food and no water and this and this and this and no nice leaks and all horrible things um, and so on um, uh, that's appearance now reality is Israel you're my people you're my special people I brought you with eagle's wings out of Egypt I'm yours you're mine I've got you in hand sure look what I've done for you getting you out and here I've come to be uh, even when you couldn't see it like that I'm here as a tabernacle among you and so on now, uh, all that was necessary was that they somewhere come to the point of um, this is the crisis. Uh, this can only be a revelation, I suppose, of uh, 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 recognition that their faith was was in the wrong direction, that their inner self was being geared to reaction to these appearances. But they didn't belong there. They were God's people. Turn your faith where it belongs. Believe God. Now, God has said, I'm going to get you in debt now. Come on, I'm going to get you in. Come along with me. Of course, instead of spending 10 days, they spent 40 years. Instead of 40 years, it's 40 days, as you know. They were only meant to spend 40 days. But they had to learn. And even the highest, even, including even Joshua himself, only Caleb didn't, well, couldn't take the appearances of those giants. When they got to the edge of the land and sent the spies in, uh, and they came out with a report of these beautiful grapes and wonderful luscious country, but there was these big giants. 
exaggerated by doubt, of course. Unbelief always exaggerates. Um, the, now, you see, they were caught up. And they, but they, but they, went, they, they really went that way, you see. They, they disturbed the whole people, including Joshua's with them. That's why Joshua learned, learned he was wrong. Because he was one of the, those who made the bad reports. Caleb said, no, he didn't. And you see, Caleb knew the truth, because Caleb said, let us crop up possess it, but we're well able. He knew union. He didn't know separate God. You don't say that with a God up here somewhere on the, on the, in the tabernacle in the, in the mountain or something. You always say that with God, you're one person. We'll do it. That's in the union. So Caleb knew in the union, as Moses did. And Joshua did from that moment onwards, because that's where he saw his, his final um, uh, snare of his own self, self-reliance on his confidence as a general. His military confidence, which had failed him then. But then, See, this purpose went there, so he said the whole people to rebellion. That's why it does come. And then people rose up next day and said, it's Tony, Abraham, and Isaac. Abraham, and Aaron. And that's how Moses and Aaron. And that's why, that's where Joshua came over. That's why Joshua then stood with Caleb. That night he came over. From following his own military uh, 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 concepts, his, his rational concept of, uh, we can't conquer those giants, to what God says, uh, God's abilities. And he sided with uh, Caleb and was prepared to take the stoning with Caleb and Moses and Aaron. that's how he got the anointing so you see there's a place there now they didn't come over one or two did now you see that's all that is so this promised land now you see in, for them they had to get there well so do we as well like by faith but in our case Jesus Christ got us there now he moves in chapter 4 to um, uh, uh, Joshua as a symbol but the one who got you into the land. Uh, in the New Je- in the uh, King James Version, which is what I go by, which <coughs> sounds the truth, it calls him Je- Jesus, which is uh, the, just, uh, the uh, old Joshua Jesus for one name in those days. Uh, Jesus had given the rest. Um, now he says, you see, sim- symbolically speaking, as a type, uh, Joshua got you in, and you did get into the land. And you got him with faith, because uh, those, those, uh, those uh, they, the, from being a... Um, um, a a crowd of slaves, they became an, uh, uh, an army of soldiers. They, be- they change your, you become a soldier when you begin to find your, th- your, your resources in God, of course, not in ourselves. And by the time they crossed the promised land and shouted over the, over the, over the walls of Jericho, they become soldiers. And others have got the same faith as Joshua had. Um, so he got them into the land. Now, of course, that again is only simple, because it's only history. It could only still take out before you accept the few minutes or something more. Now, Jesus, um, Paul says to the Hebrews, now you don't, now Jesus is your Joshua. Now we're not talking about an outward promised land now. Now he says, um, we're talking about um, an inner rest. Uh, they, uh, Joshua, was, uh, was, they were supposed to enter into his rest by going to promised land. And then he says, uh, uh, he always had the scriptures of course, <coughs> The psalmist then says, hundreds of years later, hundreds of years later, the psalmist says um, uh, 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 that um, uh, uh, God did rest on, uh, rest on, uh, for his works on the seventh day, if, if they shall enter into, into my rest, seeing therefore that, that some must enter in, and they to whom his first priest enter not in, to unbelief. Again in David, hundreds of years later, the psalm after Joshua, Today, he says, if you hear my voice, how much uh, Now, by inspiration of Scripture, uh, inspiration of the Spirit, Paul picked it up. and said, that day means this is the real rest is now. 
they didn't get the real risk, they could only get the external type of it. It didn't work, of course, because outside things can never control you, never, never satisfy you. Now, you come into this new dimension we're talking about, just the beginnings of it, which is a union with the risen Jesus, not an earth Jesus. The earth Jesus was on the level of the tabernacle manifested. You had to come that way, otherwise you couldn't know him. You had to come first, because you're human. But he ceased to be that now. He's the risen Jesus. He's in the, in the, in the new, in the eternal kingdom, in the heavenless. And you're related to him. And you will come in relation to him, first of all, like your Moses, in which he's given you peace, justified by faith, peace with heart. You know Jesus. You've got that far. You've entered into a, into a, a, a spirit relationship. But, but there's been this, this area in which you have um, uh, remained under the illusion of being an independent person in the house. Uh, but uh, not, uh, like a, that, but um, uh, not uh, in the land symbolizing, not the, uh, in, in participating in it. Uh, now he says, Jesus has done the the the, uh, the, um, uh, the real um, uh, meaning is that um, uh, you uh, enter enter into a new um, personhood. And a new personhood is a union with, with God. Spirits unite. That's this thing you couldn't understand down here because you fall in separation. Spirits are one. Uh, so the scripture says, He is joined to the Lord's one spirit. So he said, Now, uh, entering into his rest means you've entered into um, something more than outer relationship to Christ who died for you. We talked about this in Galatians. You've moved into a relationship in which you have died with him. Now, that's something different. That's not outer at all. You haven't died outwardly, obviously. Now, when it says, you've been crucified with him, you die with him, you risen with him, this means that within you, you've entered into a union here. You are with him, in him, in his death, in his resurrection. Uh, in his, uh, baptism symbolizes in, in his burial, in him. Now, this is a new relationship. This isn't an actual relationship. It's in a union, in him. Uh, you in him, and he in you, and so on. Uh, presented, of course, by Paul's particular word, I live, I, uh, I've been crucified as far as being an independent person concerned, now I live, no, I don't live, Christ is in me. Now this, this is this second area, the second phase, the Joshua phase, the promised land. Because uh, when I moved in to the fact that what really happened uh, in this son, as my pioneer of my salvation, and fulfilling his salvation for me, was that he, he um, cut off my inner self from its false attachments. You see, you live by your inner self. Now my inner self through the fall will become attached to Satan's self-centeredness. So my inner self will give the self-centeredness all of my troubles. So I was after self-getting, self-seeking, self-magnifying, self-gratifying. All life was, was geared to uh, what I could get, what I hadn't got, and so on, all this fallen life. Now I say, didn't it? Jesus Christ took away the fact you broke the law. There was that too. You broke the law. There were sins. You were under curse. He took it away. He, did, he took away from you the very, the very uh, spirit of, of self-centeredness, which, which is the real you in the fallen condition, and which causes you to be like that, um, and causes you to regard you as a separated person living an independent life. Now that's been crucified with Christ. You are crucified with Christ, which means you cease to be that self you used to be. You haven't ceased to be yourself because you rise again. But you cease to be that kind of self you were. They usually put in the terms of dead to sin. Dead to sin means your sin is the principle of self-centeredness. You're not cut off from yourself. You're cut off yourself from your self-centeredness. That's what's gone out of you. You give the self-centeredness. The self-centeredness gone out of you. The independence of that type has gone out of you. Not you. Now you rise in Christ. 
Now, in rising in Christ, because the self is always is always united to a, to, to a God. You've been, you've been united to the false God, now you're united to true God. So, in the resurrection, you are joined now. You inwardly are joined to Jesus Christ. So joined, that really the person living in you is not you at all. You are really, uh, I live, no, I don't live Christ in you. You're only a form of Christ, you're Christ in human form. Now, this is the new one. Now, you see, uh, that's the promised land. When that's become an experience, well, of course, but you live by experience. You've got to experience the promised land. We'll talk about that in a moment, entering into his rest. Now, when you experience, you live by consciousness, by experience. Well, when you know he's the real you, well, you're bothered, okay, you're here. I feel dry, what nonsense, I'm not dry all my life. And you, 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 yes. Naturally, moving. You, you live where you're conscious of. You live where you are. Well, when what, what you are is Christ is you in you, joins you. Well, you live there, and you're temporarily pulled off by the appearances, uh, into fears and whys and doubts and so on and so forth. Oh, I know, I, I know. That's, that's, that's not a real thing at all. Now, it's no trouble to you then, because um, this has become settled in you. See, this is what faith is. Um, it uh, it produces fact. Uh, faith is only faith when it produces substance. And substance means it's become real to you. So, um, uh, some ways maybe we have to rea- uh, f- have a fresh understanding of what the word faith means. We tend to think faith is, I put faith in something. Uh, I, uh, I have faith in something. Um, that's true only in its uh, first stage. And what it really means is something becomes real to me. Uh, when I put faith in you, it means uh, you're real to me. I'm saying I put faith in you. What I really mean is I believe I can trust you. I, I trust you. Okay. So faith really is something becoming real to you. Um, or as I always say, all our habits are, are like that. Um, you eat food because you put faith in it. Well, you put, but the faith, the faith food becomes you. Uh, putting faith in food means I take that food. It becomes you. So faith is faith is only faith where it's settled into fact, where it's become a substance. And the, and the inner evidence, the inner, fa- inner evidence of a fact. So faith is, uh, is settled into a fact, maybe any kind of earthly fact, that you, um, as I say, uh, use all the simple things, you, like you say, you come here this morning, all right? You put faith in, I'll come here, an invitation, I'll come here. Now, the faith is settled in by being here, not by saying, I'll come here. In this case, by human form, by your car or something, you come. But it brings it to you, and, oh, I'm here. That's, that's faith. That's faith which is substance. But the word does come first, doesn't it? Uh, yes. The, uh, the word is, is the fact presented to you. It's got to be a heard word. That's why the Romans 10, 1, where it says, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. means the word of God alone is enough. It's got to come a heard word. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word. Now the word, the outer fact, it was the prison, was this historical Jesus. Now it's the risen Jesus given us by, in the word of the Bible, because so, we can't see his history. That's the facts. Those are the facts. Now, they don't come, begin to be facts I hear them. Now, that's why you've got to have this changeover. While I hear myself, I don't hear God. While I'm all self-fussed and self-reliant and self-effort, I can't hear God. So, they, I can't hear the word. When this, this shock comes somewhere, that somehow it opens up to me, the answer is not in, in this, uh, uh, this independent self, uh, which is a, li- a, a lie and all that delusion. Now, I hear. Now, faith comes by hearing. Now, uh, the word of, uh, uh, hearing by the word of God there's the word of God which said this what we're uh, speaking about this union with Christ I hear it now I move in now you're quite right then moving in but moving in becomes fact you enter into his rest so we move in by the word 
by the word heard and by the, by the word believed okay. by the word by the word heard by the word believed means I've done it what that's is, a fact okay what is the word of faith then I mean the, the spoken word of faith the, uh, the spoken word of faith is uh, 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 when I not the word of God now the word of faith is when I say that is so that, that's my my uh, uh, ability as a free person to, uh, the, the decisive ability I have to attack myself to attack myself something, to do something to say something that's the word and that settles it that's why word settles it, because a, a, a thought becomes comes settled in the word. Again, I say, coming here this morning, shall I come? I'll come. Settles it. Not shall I come. The thought says, I'll come. Then you're settled. Then you move. That's it. Now this is this this uh, word of faith, um, and uh, it, it, it therefore says that this is the rest. And the rest, it says, uh, verse ten, he is dead into his rest. Uh, he also has. Uh, cease from his own works as God gives me not cease from works all life is fun it's work it's, 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 it's activity it's bringing yourself into something but it's when the, when the new union is true it's God it's, it's, uh, it's God enabling and God guiding and it's in, in, in God's sufficiency you're doing it now it's your, your sufficient for it uh, so it's rest um, because you uh, cease your own works you see uh, I think I was saying yesterday uh, strain its operate from inadequacy. Rest its operate from adequacy. Now all life's operation, all of us run things and do things and all kinds of things. Now when I operate from myself, I'm inadequate and I'm troubled. I haven't got what it takes to do it or say it or whatever it is. I'm inadequate. And that's strain. Uh, uh, the same works operating from rest means God's, God's handling this. Now I've got my adequacy. God's my adequacy. That's rest. So rest isn't rest from works, it's rest in works. Works operating from a, from a rest level instead of a, a strain level. Uh, so he says that's what it is. And that's the Sabbath rest. Don't make any mistake by thinking that silly seventh day is a Sabbath. That's why I hardly ever go to church, don't bother myself. And I live at church. Church is very useful for fellowship's sake, but not. Uh, I don't go there to find Jesus, he's already found me. Uh, I, I just go there to maybe if I probably get bored if I don't get bored uh, head in fellowship anyhow to cut that out um, because it says here this is a Sabbath rest the Sabbath is a ceasing of works it says he, on the seventh day God did rest the seventh day from his works uh, so uh, and then he says um, you enter into Sabbath rest it really is Sabbath rest the word so, see, Sabbath merely means I'm in a permanent condition of basic sufficiency, which is God. From that sufficiency, which is permanent rest, I act. I do anything I like. And if you wish to waste your time acting on Sunday morning, God bless you. It's up to you. Um, now, um, he adds one uh, um, advisory note, shall I say here? Not a warning, it wasn't a warning. Uh, um, a contributory note, a uh, helpful note, uh, by which um, which could stabilize us in this rest. Uh, if you're sincere of heart enough, you'll know this, he says. And that's where he says, the word of God comes to you now in a special way, in a certain special specific form. going to reveal something to you in this rest life, which you are now knowing that you're not you, you're Christ in you, but you're yourself, uh, but you're really Christ in you, this paradox going on, and you're living this new life. Now he says, uh, if you are, uh, uh, if you're, 
uh, second heart, which I think it would be, uh, because actually, verse 4, 11, you labor to enter in. Labor doesn't mean you work hard, it means you, you, you concentrate. The word in the Greek is study earnestly. That's what we're doing here. It doesn't mean sweaty study. It means, you're, uh, you're, uh, we said yesterday, you concentrate what you're interested in. You don't try and concentrate. Uh, what absorbs is what, is what grabs us. We, we, it's not hard for us to be concentrated on things which interest us. So, this is why you've got to be prepared by your disillusionment that you, you're interested enough. I, I'm interested in that. I'd like to get rid of that. Now, that's study earnestly. You're concentrated. What's that all mean? They said, by that concentration on getting into rest, they don't fall by the example of unbelief. In other words, the only way you can fall is in the end you don't move in and believe what's said. That's your free royalty, your ability to move in and speak that word of faith. Set to, to uh, get the rights and wrongs of this whole business. So, so it's, it's, it's only comes from the one who, uh, he says, God discerns your, the thoughts and intents of your heart. Uh, that's in the end of verse 12. If you've got that, he discerns. If you're really on that ball, going for it, then you're one who can understand what that verse is. And this verse says uh, that there's a keen spot to which the, the word of God will, will lead you, it's keen, sharp like a sharp edged sword, to uh, divide between soul and spirit. Now he means, otherwise, a very specialist thing. That isn't everybody. Uh, but here it is, uh, because this will help you in the poise, the establishment of this rest life. To, to divide asunder between soul and spirit, to divide asunder, that's radically different between soul and spirit. That's clear. That's it. It's clear. Um, and he says that uh, you can have a simple uh, analogy which can show you what you mean by difference between soul and spirit. He says that's joints and marrow. Now, of course, I'm not a doctor, so I don't know if I can talk medical terms are right, but roughly speaking, we amateurs would say the marrow is the life of the bones. The joints express that life. The marrow is the life inside the bone. Then the joints doing this expresses that, the expression of that life. So, the, he says now, you see, you've got to learn, your, the marrow is the spirit, the uh, soul is the joints. In other words, the marrow is the life, that's what you are yourself, Christ in you, you are one, spirit. That's the real life, where you're living. That's the marrow, and the soul is the joints for which you express the life. Now, uh, you have to pick up a few things about, we won't go into great length into it, because this is a great, it's, 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 it's rather private, I mean, rather um, tucked away here, because it is for special people, specialised, who pursue. But uh, well, a few things stand out clearly, and that is, well, the, in other places the Bible says, we are a tripartite, because we're all trinity. And so, I, uh, first Thessalonians 5, says, I pray God your whole spirit, and soul, and body. People say, blame me, that's one of the key statements. So we know we're tripartite. So the scripture there says, we're not just spirit, soul, or whatever you call it, mixed the two up, as if they don't matter and then body, with spirit and soul and body, and then this scripture comes on and says, yes, there's a distinct difference between spirit and soul. Now, in simplest terms, it perhaps comes clear to the Bible on the spirit level, we're told quite plainly with spirit, we are, I am, if I are our spirits, what, know, what, things knows a man, what a man knows the things of that, there's a spirit in him, the I am, the knower, that's spirit. Now, that's exclusive spirit, My, that's what God is, that's why I join God. That's how I can be one with God, because He's Spirit, He's the I Am, and uh, He's the uh, Divine I Am, I'm the Created I Am. Do, uh, that's the real thing. That's where I um, think, and uh, uh, know, and will, and desire, that's my real self. Now, that inner self, like God's inner self, is, is invisible, it has means of manifestation. Now, my soul is my means of manifestation, of expression, the means of which I express my, my spirit, and then my body. 
to be with this world. By soul, because that will continue, right? That will be recontinued. Uh, talk about the souls of, of, uh, in, the, in heaven. Um, it's the means of manifestation, just the person. It's the means, but it's, the, it's the, the invisible means of manifestation which will continue where the body is left behind. The body will get changed, of course. The spirit won't. The, uh, the soul, uh, um, and the soul, too. But the soul is only an agent. The soul won't get changed either. No. It, uh, no, it won't be changed. It will be continued as, as a soul, but not changed as a soul. Um, the uh, uh, see, uh, the soul is uh, uh, where uh, we are. We different where, where we differentiate. Where we uh, are different from each other. We are differentiated. Um, the spirit is where we're one. Um, we're all in, in spirit. We're all one. All one in Christ Jesus. We don't differ. There isn't one isn't greater than another. We're all one. In soul, we have, we have varieties. Um, therefore, if there wasn't soul, there wouldn't be, a, 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 there wouldn't be a, the expression of the personality. We should all just be um, almost like under, under, unidentifiable spirits. Much as God himself is unknown, except through his son. In some senses, his son's like his soul in some senses. Now, the soul is the means of expression of the spirit. And the two main ways in which we express ourselves is by our emotions and our reasons. Um, our reasons are a necessary guide, they're not, they're not the, the uh, arbiter, they aren't the, uh, the final word, the final word of course is the spirit, but it guides, we, uh, through our reasons, we, we can only read the Bible through our reasons and so on. Through our reasons and our emotions express ourselves. Now the soul is the, is the, uh, the area of the reasons and the emotions. Now, where there has to be discernment to live this life at level is your spirit is your fixed self in Christ. That's it. Uh, unchangeably fixed here uh, when you're born again. Your soul is open to all the winds of the world as well as, as, well as it comes out in from God. Uh, whatever comes to it from God also comes in from man. So my emotions can be disturbed and my reasons can be very shaken. Now, my soul is, is God's agent. And the more I'm his, the more it is his agent, and more he's expressed through my, uh, by uh, all my emotional life, uh, in the right sense which you our love life, our emotional life, uh, our desire life, that's our emotions. And then our reasons, of course, that which we sort things out, by which we can operate. Now that's God's agencies. We sought out God's word this morning by our reasons. Uh, but that doesn't confirm us. The Spirit confirms the reason. The reason is just a, 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 a material for confirmation by the Spirit. Um, and then our souls. Uh, now they can vary. Now if I mistake them, because I'm fearful or hurt or feel cold or feel worried or feel dis I'm mistaking feeling for fact. That's what I've got to learn. Soul is feeling, spirit is fact. In my soul I feel this now. Do not follow your feelings, if they're, if, they're, uh, if they're the wrong type. Of course, lots of our feelings have got the right type, going out rightly. But where they come the wrong way, and uh, worried and hurt and, and uh, feel cold and feel distant, or feel what you like, well, so what's God the matter you like, what's that? Because that's a false thing. That's again, you're back on the illusion. That's an effect of outer circumstances on your, your emotional life. The same thing, therefore, you don't you take no thought. You don't run life by thought. You love by, run life by faith. Thought is geared to this world. And so I thought, oh, that's impossible. We always think that's impossible. That can't be. And there's a, we always say that. So if we run our, our 
uh, attitude to situations by our thought life, well, that's impossible, how can it be? That's, that's when our, our reasons are uh, expressing the, uh, the traditions of, of the fallen man and the appearance of things. Now, the, when the reasons in right gear says, oh no, I take what God says. Now you go back to spirit. You said so. All right, God, I take what you say. Now I relate my reason back to God. Okay, I say you say because you said I said it's, it's, it'll happen. There you are. Now your reasons has helped you to um, um, clarify some, some, some action of faith or something. So, uh, uh, this is what which, which can give us a steadiness in our rest life. This is the end of side one. Please stop your machine and turn the tape over.